welcome to Living Truth Ministry Church as we listen in to Pastor Daniel Bome teach on the Word of God. The internal realm is where God has decided and have sealed everything about your destiny. Your destiny has already been sealed before you were born. But what you do in faith brings that internal purpose to pass. Let me show you this. Most of the times, when people ask me questions, and I look at them in their eyes, and it seems as if they're confused, I can only see the eye of God to see your eye. I asked God, I said, what is their purpose? And God said, this is their purpose, but this is what they're doing. Anything contrary to the, the, the purpose of God will not fulfill your internal destiny. i give you an example. Abel and Cain, the first two sons of Adam, they were taught how to offer sacrifice. But when both of them got to the day where they were supposed to do what they were supposed to do, Cain gave fruits to God. God does not accept fruits. There is no way the father would have taught them. Because remember, when he, Adam sinned, God taught Adam how to kill an animal to appease him. I taught this one. Someone said, how do you know? I said, Scripture said teaching them to observe all things. Adam did not teach Cain to bring out fruit from his what? From his garden. He taught him how to kill an animal and peace appease the heart of God. That was why when he gave his offering, God turned around and said, You're doing the wrong thing. And then because of jealousy, he killed Abel. And the blood of Abel started crying to God. Most of the times, God wants you to be taught so that you can give your offering that is holy, acceptable, which is what? Your reasonable service. God is not interested in your service. He's interested in reasonable. If you notice the word reasonable, it means transformed mind. There are people who give the wrong sacrifice to God. Abel did. Somebody say, I will not give the wrong sacrifice to God. Say boldly. Say it like you know it. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, look at this. Write that down. Ephesians 1 3. Look at this. He said, blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us with what? All spiritual blessings where? In who? In faith. That is, your blessing is somewhere looking at you in the heavens. That job is looking, is looking at you. The job is not here. The Bible says, I look unto 
from where, where? The help does not come from here. Because if the help comes from here, they will take it from you. One of the reasons why David killed Goliath was not because David was strong. David was ordained from the foundation of the world that he would kill Goliath. But David had to use the principle of God. I come against you in the name of the Lord God of hosts, whom you have defiled. He didn't come against them because of, he was an Israel. He came by faith. And when he came, Goliath said, I will feed your flesh to the vultures. David said, come, let me show you. Anything you need in this life has been provided. I'm this this the power, I'm telling you. But how does how do you activate this provision? That's where most of us have problems. You cannot serve God anyhow. You cannot. If you truly want to be blessed, you can't serve him anyhow. One of the things I found out over the years is this. The closer you get to God, the more you adjust how you serve him. Maybe two years ago, you could talk anyhow, but because you got close to God, you start to watch what you say. Maybe some years ago, you could go anywhere, but because you are serving God, you chose not to go anywhere because you don't want to displease God. How many of you know that your life, Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, as you behold his face, that is, as you continually serve him, your life is changed from what? From glory unto glory. Faith connects us to these two walls. The internal wall and the invisible realms. Now, in the invisible realm, what happens is that it's called the spiritual wall. You have the devil, you have good, and you have evil. That's why you have angels of God and demons of the devil. What faith does is this. Since faith knows what God promised him from eternity, what you need is in the heavenly places. And because what you need is in the heavenly places, Satan has made way to stop you through one word called unbelief. Anytime you doubt God, he has taken away the blessing from you. Let me show you something. Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 and 16. Colossians 1, 15 and 16. Look at what it says. Who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn of what? Of every creature. Verse 16 says, For by him were all things what? Created. That are in heaven. That are in earth. Visible and what? Whether they be thrown or what? Or what? Principalities or power. All things were created by him and for him. What it means is that everything that you see and the things you don't see are created for Jesus. And Jesus said, as he is in this world, so are you. 
What it means is that nothing can stop God's provision in your life. But where do we get it wrong is, is connection. Faith is a now. I will say faith is a verb. It's an action. Once faith takes a hold of the person and it tells him the place. It gives him what he needs. With that, he cannot do anything until he takes the reasonable action. That is where Christians are missing God. Faith is a verb. It's an action. Coming to church this morning means that you believe that God wants to bless you. That's why you are here. But the question is that, is it every time you see the physical blessing? No. Why? God cannot trust you with something you have not yet been taught. Write that down. God cannot entrust into your hand anything that you have not been fully taught. Anything you have not been fully taught. It means that if somebody has not taught you how to use it, God will not give it to you. Because if he gives it to you, you will waste it. Why is faith an action? If a man say, I have faith and don't have work, what, is, what will happen? His faith will die. Faith has to live. That's why it has an action. Coming to church and doing the will of God is showing your faith. <laughs> action. Your action determines your faith. Write that down. What you do, your action determines your faith. And that's why I'm going to be dwelling in a few minutes. But let me just give this in so that I can balance the whole thing. Faith is an adjective. <laughs> an adjective qualifies what? A noun. I went to school. <laughs> Somebody give me an example of an adjective. An adjective qualifies a noun. Qualifies, you can say describe. What is an adjective? Give me an example of an adjective. I am excited. Why? What is the adjective there? Ex eh? What's the what's the adjective? My my one of my one of the greatest from God kept on saying only where I go to say people don't understand English language. What's an adjective? Check your check check your dictionary. Huh? It describes a noun, right? Give me an example of an adjective. What's the adjective? Why is it very? It describes. It describes now. The description of faith says this. Your commitment and faithfulness to God is the action that describes your faith. That's why you see me being driven with so much passion. Because I understand that faith is a noun. Faith is a verb. 
and faith is an adjective. It, I, you can't describe me a man of God if I can't act like one. You can't describe you as a Christian if you can't act like one. You see, you, you see, that's the mispraise. Somebody said, no, don't do what I do. Just do what I say. You have destroyed the purpose of faith because you have taken away the verb. When you take away the verb, there is no adjective. Jesus was faithful to the end. That was why he said, when he told the Father, in thy hand, I commit my... He activated his faith. He said, take it. This is for you. And God, the Bible said, when he said that, God came down and stones began breaking. You say, God said, I'm angry with the devil. In one of my studies, let me just shift a little bit. It will excite you. There was a three hours when Jesus was on the cross. Darkness, nobody could see themselves. The Holy Spirit said to me, said, son, do you know what took place that three hours? Because the Bible said there was darkness upon the face of the earth for three hours from six to nine. My goodness. That means that God shut the light and said, light, stop. I'm arranging the earth one more time for you and I to be believers. So the, 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 that's why anywhere I go, I tell people, I say, if you know God, I say things you won't do. There are certain things that will come your way. A miracle is coming your way. A miracle is coming your way. Open door is coming your way. Blessings are coming your way. Your blessing will come and when it comes, everybody will know it's around. You know, faith, you see, when people talk about this faith of a thing, they just mumble things and I say, what are they talking about? Your faith, the fourth statue of faith is your faith must be a person. It must have a place. And it must own something. Your faith, what is what? Okay, ask your faith, what does you own? You say, I've been looking, I've been telling you we need to own something for a long time. Because the first thing God gave Adam after he called him, he gave him a, he gave him place. He gave him Canaan. When and no wonder when Lot left him, Lot lost everything because Lot left the place of his faith. And then anytime you lose the place of your faith, what happens? Sodom comes in. Sodom means the devil encroaches in. For the past few days, the Lord was saying to me, he said, move this congregation from this dimension where they are to the dimension to possess their possession." That's how I'm teaching faith. You will have a car. You will have a house. You will have money in your bank account. I will show you how it's done. The godly way. And I will show you how to keep it. Because perfect love, he said, will keep you in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on him. Some of you don't you don't know how to attract blessing. You don't even know how to keep it. You don't know. And when you attract it, you lose it. Why is it that you lose your blessing so quick as, as much as you get it? You lack knowledge. But in Jesus' name, you will be delivered. 
Somebody say, I will be delivered. When faith comes in, this is what happens. The day God saved you, the first thing you notice is that you are very excited. Why? The kingdom of God is made up of joy. Righteousness, peace, you know, in the Holy Ghost. Those three things are the things you will notice that first day you get born again. But those three things does not keep you. Some of you can get too excited and miss God sometimes. These three things, righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. That joy in the Holy Ghost does not come because you are special. It came because it was a promise God gave to you. Now what happens is this. God is giving you, and that joy is a sign that God is giving you an assurance that you belong to him. That day you became saved, you escaped hell. But you did not escape poverty. How do I know? Deuteronomy 8, 18. I am the God that giveth the power to make. Making is a process. It's not free. Money is coming to you. and teach my people how to be rich. So go teach them. The day you became a Christian, God only saved you from hell. But all other things that will come to you was promise. Promise does not mean you have it. If you have it, why are you sick? Uh, it means there are certain things you need to do to activate it. And that's where we Christians miss it. Oh, some I will hear there was many years ago. Some people say, Give me, take the whole wall and give me Jesus. How will you survive? <laughs> how will you survive? If you cannot live in this world, how will you get to heaven? This is your examination field. How will you get there? There were wrong things that they thought when they thought. First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. Let me show you something. Are you getting something out of this? 1 Corinthians 5, 7. My God. We are marching forward. Amen. 1 Corinthians 5, verse 7. When God's new nature comes in you, it is your responsibility. Now listen to this. Everybody listen to this. As a pastor, I can tell you that this is what you need. But I cannot force you to do it. All of you here need to rearrange your mind concerning God. Believe me, I'm not, I'm not saying this in any way disrespectful. Every one of you that are seated here needs to go back to the drawing board and rearrange your mind concerning areas of your life. This scripture here, look at what it says. It says, purge out what? The old word. Let me explain what that word level means. It means that there are certain things you, were, you used to do when you were an unbeliever. That God is saying to you, you must stop it. Go find.
find out the way I will want you to do it. That leaven means that it's like a yeast. Yeast. How many of you know when you bake cake? If you don't put that, it, it, it won't rise. So God is saying that thing that makes you stink when I look at you. He said, take that thing out. Porch means you on your own. Sit down and begin to eliminate it. How many of you know if you go to the bathroom and you take laxative, who is pushing the thing out? You. Even though you have stirred your whole stomach to release it, you have to still push. God is saying purge. Purge means that you need to say this area here needs clean. That area here needs, and then you begin to clean it out. Because if you look at it, it says that ye may be what? Look at your Bible. It's a new what? A new, a new lump only comes when you purge the old thing out. He said, as he are, what? Then he said, for even Christ, our Passover is what? For us. That means that Christ showed us that we need these things. I pray this prayer. I'm, I'm going to say openly. I pray. If I were here, I put my right hand on my chest. It's not a shout. It's a sincere prayer. When this grace that will take us to the next level come, may you not be left. I'm, I'm, this, some of you will not, will not climb that next level. But you can if you follow this word. I'm honest with you. I don't want to point or say name. You won't climb it. But I pray. That's why I pray for you. When I see it coming, I say may you not be lost. Where others are found. Say amen. Put your hands down. Don't. Because some of you will not make it. When this prosperity comes. You will not. I'm not lying. I'm, the way you are, some of you are gone. I'm afraid. One morning the Lord said to me. He said Daniel do you want me to. Change the congregation and give you some new people. I said no I love the ones I have. He said, but they knuckleheads. I said, yes, I know. I love them. I said, take this thing from my heart. Then I said, God said to me, he said, I said to God, I said, Father, I want you to bring them to the place where the ones that you want to give me will look like them. Because God has an expectation for every one of us. Some of you know that. So when I said that, the Lord said, hmm, you are interested. I said, yes. I said, even the ones that you plan on bring, still bring them. But the ones that we have, I want you to change them. I said, may none of them go the way of Judas Iscariot. That was lost forever. And that is why when you see me teach you this thing, I'm taking my time because he said to me, he said, when that wind will blow, it's coming. Not all of them will be blown. Some of them will be left. You remember that in the wilderness, some people did not make it. He said, even Aaron, he said, even myself and Moses, I only came in and intervened because I loved him. But there are certain things you can do if you, if you notice that the wind has, is almost going to leave you. You can still catch the wind. I will show you. You see, for your faith to really be working, you need to train it. Write this down. 
you need to train your faith. For your faith to work, you need to train it. You need to train your faith. What is the word train? To train means to instruct, to educate. To instruct, to educate, to expose to the right information. There are three things. When you train your faith, how do you train your faith? Bible says faith cometh by what? The second stage of it is that you have to go search that scripture to know if that thing is there. That's how you train your faith. Many of you don't know different places of the Bible is. You need to train your hand. You need to train your faith. Train your faith. Church, there is a difference between faith and hope. Faith is now. Hope is tomorrow. Which one do you want? Hope is not always good because hope always sees tomorrow. It never sees now. Your faith, that's what the Bible says, hoped for. Faith says, when do you want that car? Talk to me. When do you want that house? When do you want that breakthrough? Now. When do you want that victory? Now. You see, there is a difference between faith and hope. Why? Faith is the heart. Hope is the mind. Write that down. If you believe with a heart, Lord Jesus, that's faith. And confessing with your mouth. God raised you from the dead, raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. With the heart man believed unto righteousness. With your confession, you confess unto salvation. What it means is that when you receive Jesus, you receive faith. Because you cannot believe his Lord except you believe him by faith. Bible says by faith, by grace are you saved. True faith, not by hope. You have a lot of Christians say, no, I will do it tomorrow. That they say, I'm hoping for it tomorrow. Hope is an expectation of tomorrow. Hope is an expectation that it is not there now. I will have it when it comes. A Christian should have hope. The hope that Jesus told us to have is the hope of the rapture. I know where the day nor the time. That's the only thing God did not promise anybody who we know. Mm. So we Bible so hope for his coming. Because it's an expectation. Any other thing other than that is you're doing the wrong thing. Hope means I'm expected one day to come to me. Rapture is the only thing the Bible asks us to hope for. Somebody said there's no rapture. There's only second coming. I say you have where did you read that in the Bible? Too many people, some of you are listening to the wrong preachers. Somebody came called me one day and said, Pastor, what kind of 
it just I say turn your TV copy here for too long, it will destroy what you already have. Hope. Blessed hope. I will show you. Let's open to First Thessalonians chapter 4. I'm show you now. I want to make sure I show you all the scriptures. In verse 1. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 1. He said, Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exalt you by the Lord Jesus, as you have received of us how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. Verse 2. For you know what commandment we gave you by the Lord Jesus. Verse 3. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. Verse 4. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in, sanct in sanctification and honor. Right? Verse 5. Not in the lust of what? Pronounce that word. Even as the Gentiles which know not God. Verse 6 says that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter. Because that the Lord is the avenger of all such. As we also have forewarned you and testified. Verse 7. For God had not called us unto what? And what? But unto what? Please read with me when I stop. Please. He he, therefore, that despised, despised not man. But who? Anytime you despise your fellow believer, you are despising God. Somebody say, I, I don't like you. You you telling God you don't like them. You don't like God. Rather keep your opinion. Say, well, I, I, some things you do, I really don't, I really don't, don't it, doesn't, it doesn't flow with scripture. You have saved yourself from the wrong word. Look at Look at the neck. He says, look at. Hold on a second now. And he said, but God who had also given unto us what? His Holy Spirit. Verse 9 said, but as touching brotherly love, ye need not that I write unto you, for ye yourself are taught of God to love what? One another. Somebody said I was too overbearing. I said, okay, no worry. I stopped. The devil, boom! Say, oh, pastor, pray for me. Did you tell me I was too overbearing? If I don't love you, I won't preach to you. But Bible says, perfect love, casted word, fear, because fear has torment. Verse says, and indeed, you do it towards all the brethren which are in what in Macedonia. But we beseech you, brethren, that ye increase more and more. Let's jump all the way to 14. Verse 14 says, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with who? With him. That means that when Jesus is coming, the first thing that will happen is that the dead in Christ will rise. We will see how that will happen. He said in verse 15, he said, For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are what? That means that we cannot stop those who are in the grave. Then look at it, he said, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, 
with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. What did he say? The dead in Christ, not the dead away from Christ. So when you see, if any day in your, your day first you find that you're walking on the, on the street and you see your aunt that had passed away, know something has taken place. Don't sit down there and begin to wonder, oh, it's a spirit. And you see some people that died many years ago because the Bible said the dead in Christ will rise. That means that tombs will be open. Then look at it. In verse 16, it says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel, with the throne of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then 17 says, Then we, which are alive, and remain shall be what? With who? In where? The same cloud that took him up is the same cloud is coming back with. Then he said to meet the Lord in the air. So if you happen to find out people are jumping in the air and you are not, you have been left. Now, why am I I'm going to connect it with faith here? There's something I want to say. To, and, say, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. In verse 18, say, Wherefore, comfort what? What with this one? See, rapture, rapture of the church is connected to faith. Your walk, there's what a faith walk. Not the one you walk and begin to pray, shout, blah, blah, blah. Uh, faith walk means. The places God wants you to be at different times is faith walk. There are places God does not want you to be in this life. And if you are there, when he comes, he won't call you home. But if you are at the right place, at the right time, he will take you home. Now, I want to show you seven things that should happen to your faith. Seven. I will close with these seven things. Seven things that should happen to your faith. Number one, your faith should have a different lifestyle. Your faith should have a different lifestyle. When I'm talking about a lifestyle, what I mean Okay. It means this. You can't live your life anyhow. What do you mean live your life anyhow? There are certain things you can't do. How many of you know that? Lifestyle. There are certain things you can't do. And there are certain things, if you do them, it will short circuit the grace of God in your life. Your lifestyle should be different. Different. Let me say different. One day somebody looked at me. That's why I really know I was a Christian. And, you know, sometimes when people say that, that's where you cannot say thank you, Father, for the. And everybody was talking, shouting. Hoo, hoo. And one of them came to me and said, Why is it that you not said anything? I said, None of those conversations make any sense to me. And the people looked at me and said, What do I mean? I said, I don't talk like, I don't talk like that. 
and it was a people that are about my age, all my age, they were men. And they said, What do I mean? So I don't talk about racism. I don't hate the black man and I don't hate the white man. And we sat down there and they were just looking at me and say, Oh, he trying to pull. So I said, Then I I said this. I said, I am not trying to be more than myself. There are conversations as a child of God. I am not called to get engaging. It brings conflict rather than bring peace. And I said this and I said, if you think I'm a lie, if you think I'm lying, ask the word of God. You know, when you push everybody back to the word of God, they, get, they, they, they keep quiet. I said, show me in the Bible where Jesus was a racist. If Jesus was racist and we know Jesus is white, no black man would have been saved. It would have been only for the white man. I say if Jesus was about just the Jew alone, the Samaritan woman would not have been saved. Now that the lady that came and begged for bread would have been saved. And everybody looked at me. Their conversation changed. Somebody at that point said, you're a pastor. I said, what do I got to do with the pastor? I said, I don't have to be a pastor to tell you the truth. He said, ye shall be witnesses. Lifestyle. One of the reasons why I'm saying this is because your lifestyle can stop the blessings of God. Write that down. Your lifestyle. The Pharisees and the Sadducees never got anything from Jesus because of their lifestyle. They were always trying to impose on Jesus. Number two, your faith has a different walk. When I mean, when I'm saying a different walk, this is number two now. Lifestyle is the first one. Number two is a different walk. You don't walk like other people walk. What I mean is this. You don't do the things that they do. You do not do the things that they do. Romans chapter 4 verse 12. Romans 4 12. I love this. I love this. If you would like more information on how to contact us or purchase any of these resources, just visit us at www.livingtruthministrychurch.org And remember, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes where we're taking the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world.